0: In a world full of prescription drugs for healing and living reactive lives, Fit to Succeed podcast is here to encourage, educate, and empower you to make decisions for the longevity of your life. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a mom to four boys, the wife to a SWAT sniper, gym owner and fitness coach, and a huge advocate for establishing healthy habits that are sustainable so you can achieve success, fitness related or not here we talk about physical health as well as mental and spiritual health. It's a place where you discover what success means to you and where your health is a major contributing factor. Get ready to be inspired. It starts right now. guys thank you so much for tuning back into fit to succeed podcasts and today is a special day because i have a special guest and um i haven't had guests on in a while but today uh, i decided to bring one on because i think um he's got a great story to share and reasons behind the story so i would like to introduce everyone to my dad um formerly known as ronald moses hi dad
1: Hi, Natalie. How are you today? Thanks for inviting me.
0: You are welcome, Dad. This will be something that we uh, will keep forever, so it's kind of nice to have. Uh, We'll go along
1: with our other little uh, book that we're publishing.
0: I know, StoryWorth. Maybe uh, maybe we can get some um, royalties or something for the (laughs) (laughs) StoryWorth. All right. So, Dad, I have you on today because I think especially in the recent years um your journey on like your own personal health has been um fun to to witness and you know every once in a while we get text pictures of the the walks that you're on um but let's kind of just go back a little bit and tell us about you um tell us about your family your hobbies what's uh what makes you run
1: okay well a little history um I'm age 73, just turned 73 on the 29th of the last month, uh, married one of, I have four children, you're one of them, and eight grandchildren. I uh, retired from um, my traditional day, daily business activity um, several years ago, but uh, I retired from my information technology. Originally, I started out as a computer programmer and moved into IT management for an oil and gas company in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, moved to Denver in 1982 when I accepted a position with the software technology company and that provided software to the oil and gas uh, industry. Now I'm mostly retired and the principal owner of a couple of UPS store franchises. Um, I have a few hobbies and not a lot of them. Um, Hobbies include, I used to do a lot of recreational cycling, we may talk a little bit about that, but I don't do so much of that anymore, Uh, I I play, uh, I have some friends that I play poker with a couple times a month, very small stakes though. Uh, I I, I sing bass in our church choir and of course I take five uh, daily walks, which I think we're going to talk a little bit more about later as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, Do you think then uh, the majority of your career has been behind a desk?
1: I would say yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Most definitely, it was, you know, I used to sit down in front of a computer screen and program, write programs. Uh, Actually, for a time, I was, uh, before I moved into the oil and gas industry, I worked for a small community hospital. But uh, that's where I started out as a programmer.
0: All right. So I think that a lot of people even today can relate to that because a lot of there's still a lot of desk jobs. And especially now people working from home, um, it's very sedentary. But let's say also let's go back and describe just you like you growing up and specifically when it comes to like, you know, healthy eating and physical activity. What did that look like for you? If at all, you know, you grew up obviously in a different time than we are now.
1: A different time, a different place. I grew up in the 50s. Um, grew up on an 80 acre farm. Um, and um, so healthy eating wasn't really top on my parents' list. Um, we, we, you know, it's meat and potatoes and baked goods and that sort of thing all the time. So it was anything but healthy, lots of carbs. Um, I, my mom used to, for example, um, used to bake every week. And she might bake on any given weekend, she might bake, you know, half a dozen loaves of bread a pie or two, some cookies and some cake donuts, which I really love with uh, powdered sugar on them. So I uh, had a lot of that uh, in my youth growing up, uh, but I did get a little bit of exercising at the time because working on the farm, there was a lot of opportunity to be active and used to work in the summer and uh, uh, baling hay or, working in the wheat fields, harvesting wheat uh, or hoeing beans, which was the worst job I think I ever had, which was you go down a row of uh, beans and you hoe out all the weeds. And that's what we do for a week. My mom and my younger brother and I would go out to a field, 10 acre field, and we'd be hoeing beans all day long for days. So it wasn't much fun, but certainly lots of exercise.
0: I think um, that just... uh... And I've thought about this many times too, where my sweet tooth comes from. <laughs> I think is from back when you were younger and having all those baked goods. I think my sweet tooth comes from that, and and even being around your brothers at different, you know, obviously it's been a long time for family functions, but um, I I always remember like Uncle Randy going to the cookies and only taking half at a time, but he would go back for the other half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, very common uh, occurrence
0: yeah, but and it's probably interesting too, because the ingredients that you used back then for those sweets were probably better than um, potentially what we what we use today.
1: well i would I would think so. at least they're more natural, right? There weren't a lot of uh, chemicals and things that were built into the food. So I, I suppose in that sense they were they were fairly, fairly healthy. though uh, in speaking about that, I would talk a little about your grandfather, whom you've never met. My dad um, died when he was 58 of a heart attack. So there are a lot of contributing factors. He was a smoker at the time, uh, but his uh, health uh, declined. Probably. Well, actually, he seemed to be fairly healthy. So it was kind of a sudden event. Um, but a heart attack was what, what did him in. And um, I'm sure a lot of the things that we ate during those days will probably contributed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even. Today and getting worse, um, but and then when we were little, so your children, um, I specifically remember going to the rec center often, and you would play racquetball. Um, and I don't even know what we would do at that, those times. We could just run around the rec center free, and you would be fine with us doing that. But what was um, was that like? Something you consciously did to stay active, or how did you get into it? And uh, and then ultimately, why did you stop?
1: Yeah, uh, back when I was still living, before we moved to Denver um, in the company I used to work for, racquetball was a very uh, popular sport at that time. And, um, and so it was active. And actually, I, I used to play racquetball in those days with, a, with your mom's doctor, uh, obstetrician. Um, uh, who was or was Nicole's uh, doctor, but we used to play uh, racquetball all the time, you know, back in Traverse City. When we moved to Denver, um, one of our neighbors, you may remember the Swifts, Roger Swift yeah. uh, was one, and he liked to play racquetball, so and he and I would, would get together and play, you know, several times a week, um, and it was a very competitive environment. I mean, he was very competitive, I mean, we didn't want to lose either one of us, regardless <laughs> if it was just recreational, right? Yeah. And so we got pretty uh, pretty active uh, with that. In fact, that one incident, um, we were so competitive that one time, see, I, I would play very close to him and he was left-handed and, um, I, and I was to his left side. Yeah. And he was bringing his racket back to hit the ball and hit me in the face, knocked a tooth out and broke another tooth.
0: And I think so I remember I that. that actually. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that kind of um, you know our uh, we didn't play quite as much after that uh, at the time. So so I don't know why why he stopped, Probably because you know Roger actually moved away. He used to he used to work for the IRS and and he started his own business and moved up to the mountains because he loved to ski. Um, so when he moved away, I think you know that activity, and there wasn't anyone really that I was regularly playing with, so didn't play quite so much after that. Yeah. And and plus, in fact, yeah, during those days, too, I was very active in the business, and so I was traveling a lot as well, which made it more uh, difficult.
0: Yeah. I think that's interesting to point out, though, like as busy as you were for work and traveling, like you had a uh, like essentially an accountability partner um, to to hold you accountable to go and compete, you know, on a Saturday night or something like that um, on the weekends when you when you could. And I think that's um, even, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that's still something that people, I think, could use today to have that accountability to just like let's go when you don't feel like you want to go
1: right (laughs)
0: um (laughs) another thing i remember as a kid is um And I don't know why i remember these things specifically but um as we would go for walks like after dinner cole and i would either like ride our bikes or we would rollerblade which is funny actually i went rollerblading today i um had like an hour time slot so i bought rollerblades the other day and i i went out rollerblading i was a little afraid i actually i ran into a biker like literally ran into a (laughs) biker and we were fine but uh just brought me back to those times when we would go um, after dinner as a family so what um was there any thought process behind that or was that just something to do to get us out of
1: the house? Yeah, uh, probably a little bit of that and and you probably your mom probably encouraged it quite a bit as well just to get all of us out of the house I suspect but you know it's funny I don't remember that quite so much did we do it regularly cuz I don't I remember doing that but I don't know if it was a regular event for us.
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, I feel like maybe it was something like summertime, obviously, right in Colorado, you can't really do it um, much in the winter, but maybe it was just summertime. And when, you know, we were home all day with mom or something, but I do, I remember, and I I can visually see the the path we would take. And I don't remember the names of the streets. I want to say dad Clark drive maybe, but um, Mm -hmm. like we would go for Probably a good one, two mile walk, or go down um, like as if you're walking towards the rec center, like the those paths down there. We would mm. um, always go for walks, but um, but if even if you don't remember it, it's something that um, like as a memory for for a kid growing up, those are things that I remember. Is, is doing that after dinner. So I think that's
1: oh, it's great, it's great to have those kind of memories. So
0: yeah. I appreciate I the fact
1: it. that you remember those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, well, I guess maybe I'll thank mom next to them when I talk <laughs> to them. Um, so was there a time in your life when say your health uh just wasn't a focus? And maybe back in those times when you were just working a lot. But tell me about that when when health wasn't something that you focused on. And maybe it was your whole life until you got older. I don't know. Okay.
1: I think, to a large degree, uh, much of my life wasn't uh, you know health, uh, you know, healthy habits was not a particular focus of mine. And certainly, when I was a teenager, even my early twenties, I spent uh, four years in the service. Now, probably would have been the most active time of my uh, my young life. Um, But I never it was never really top of mind uh, for me in in those early years, Um, and, and maybe to some degree, it maybe came to. You know, more of my consciousness after my dad passed away at a young age, he was 58, that I may have given some thought to that fact is you now my mom passed away when she was 97. So I hope I have her genes, uh, more <laughs> of her genes, but um, <laughs> but it, it, it does sort of bring to mind, um, you know, life and um, how short it might be. So um, I suppose that might be one catalyst to get me to thinking about it a little bit.
0: OK, so that does lead me then into the next question is uh, when do you feel like you really started to to take it more seriously? Like how old were you? What stage of life? What and why?
1: Um, you know, we talked about uh, the racquetball episodes or at least the period of my life where I played a lot of racquetball. I sort of transitioned from racquetball to cycling, bicycling. That um, was all recreational. I never uh, I, I was never you know, aggressive about it. But I started. We had we had a fairly inexpensive bike that I would start riding on a you know couple times a week or something. I'd I'd ride a few miles, and come back. You know, but it was such a heavy bike um, that it it wasn't particularly fun. And so I, I did go out and purchase you know. Well, I thought it was a fairly expensive bike. I spent a thousand dollars on it. It was a Trek bike. And so once I I got that, you know, I got more active about, and I, my, my distance is a little further, I've started doing maybe 20, 30 miles, but it was only like on weekends when I had time, because you he'd know, spend a couple hours doing that. So I didn't have a lot of time except on weekends to do it. So it was riding maybe 20, 30 miles once or twice uh, a week. Um, and then, you know, sort of my rides got a little bit longer. And um, so I, I got a little bit more serious about it until, um, I'm not sure if I was doing, I guess I was still doing a little bit of riding, but in 2011, uh, I su- suffered a, a heart episode. Now, I guess technically you would call it a heart attack. This was in 2011 mm-hmm. um, and I had a stint implanted. So that gave me a cause and pause. Uh, to think more about what i've been doing um and it was also probably a not quite it's probably been several years and after that at that time probably at, at my peak i was weighing like 240 pounds 244 pounds i think when i when i started but i started dieting i started a program uh in uh, 2019 to to lose as much of that weight as i could so i went from within the span of probably about six to Eight months, I went from the two forty-four down to two zero four, so lost about forty pounds uh, at that point. And um, and I used a, a, a system, you know, you're probably familiar with, it, and I don't know how how you feel about it, but it's Nutra System. Mm-hmm. So it it forced me into a a regiment that was more disciplined, and uh, and I lost the weight, and I felt good about it. In fact, I think after if I were to look back now and look at how I was physically before i lost the weight and then after i lost the weight I, I would look back and say well in those early days when i was weighing that much uh, i was more, more lethargic i think and i was less active didn't feel like doing very much after i lost the weight then i, I felt better about myself felt more energized had more energy to to do something um and then that sort of um, migrated that was in 2019 that i i lost that weight and I use one of the apps that Nutrisystem provided was um, an app for monitoring your calorie intake and, and your, your activity and the food that you ate. So it was, the, app, the app was called, <coughs> pardon me, the app was called Mumi. And I'd record what food I ate and, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of activity that I, um, that I had during the day. So I started recording that um, and then as there were two things that it did I I recorded what I ate and then I also uh, weighed myself every day I know this is probably not. Something is sort of recommended necessarily but for me it it worked in as much as uh, it allowed me to track progress and unless you record it you don't really know. And you might fib to yourself to saying, "Well, it's okay today, you know, I, I didn't eat very much the other day, so I'm okay now. But so by recording it, I was able to monitor, and I still do today monitor what I eat every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner snacks, um, in in the terms of calories. Um, and then I also measure my weight. And so today, I've gained, regained some weight, like I weigh 210 on average now. So I gained back about six pounds over the last three years, which I don't feel is too bad because I still feel like I've got a lot of energy uh, as a result of that. So uh, that's, that was sort of the time frame, and, and that's how sort of I migrated from my uh, routine before uh, my heart incident to my routine after.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely sounds like you have taken it a lot more seriously, even if maybe you don't feel like you have, but, um, and and then I think too, it's funny how it's like a, the chicken and the egg scenario where it's like people, you know, you're tired, but you know, you need to work out, but it's like, you, you have to, you have to start with one thing, whether it's food, uh, like your nutrition or exercise to then get the energy, like energy does, doesn't just come like you're the creator of your energy. So you have to do something about it, whether it, like I said, whether it's your food or um, exercise. And, and although you and I differ in the fact of like, you know, tracking that or um, weighing yourself, I think ultimately it comes down to like, what's going to work for you. And then you try different things. I know you tried, you know, like whole 30 and um, different shakes and stuff like that. And then, but you found something that you enjoyed and it worked for you and i think that's the biggest thing is finding something that you enjoy um because that's what's gonna you know stay for for a long term to keep those healthy habits
1: right and it was uh, actually uh during that period of time too you know when you and i when partnered in and bought the end of time fitness gym um then my routine sort of migrated from um And this is actually before my walking routine, but after sort of my cycling routine and before my walking routine, it was the gym routine. And so uh, after we uh, purchased that franchisement for several years, you know, it was my habit to go to the gym as often as I could. I would probably do it maybe three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. But after a while, that got a little old for a couple of reasons. One is it has to be very conscious kind of thing. You have to get up, you, you know, get, get dressed to go to the gym. I have to drive to the gym. I have to go do my workout, whatever that happens to be. And then you come back and you change and do all those things. So, you know, rather than taking up a very little bit of amount of your time, it took up you know, a couple hours of the day. And, um, you know, it's difficult to take two hours out of the day often um, to do that kind of things, which you think are are helpful for you. And I didn't particularly enjoy it, but, you know, I did it on a regular basis. And and so, you know, so I migrated from the cycling to the gym and then basically to walking. And, And the thing about that I really like about walking is that it's easy to do. I get up first thing in the morning, I get dressed, put my tennis shoes on, get out, go walking for an hour come home, take a shower and it takes very little time in your day. And, and it still, um, you know, it still benefits me.
0: Yeah. So tell us then like, why was it, um, I think it was, was it COVID that you started walking and, and then you had like, and when, where was the hip replacement in all of this? Like how did, what was that story?
1: Oh yeah I can't remember uh, when did I have the hip replacement I can't even remember when that, that occurred, but I do remember when I started the walking routine and it was when you and the family came out and it was on your birthday It was fourth of July weekend uh, back in 2020. And I don't know what the catalyst was for getting out and going for a walk, uh, but I think it's probably a conversation that we had I said, you know, I'm just going to go out and go for a walk. And so I started walking in that, that first few days, actually the first couple of weeks, I, I'd walk maybe a mile and a half, you know, not a big deal, take half hour and, and that was it. Um, but then I, I started, then I, I got the, the Fitbit uh, Fitbit watch. And so I started tracking when I walk and how far I walk and how many calories, uh, how many steps I take and all that sort of thing. So being very anal in that respect, um, yeah. again, it was a motivator for me to say, OK, well, I walked this far before. Maybe just uh, stretch it a little bit more. So I, I went from walking a mile and a half to two miles to two and a half miles a day. And, and I, I do two and a half miles a day and uh, I do it as many days, whether I'm home or away. It's something you can do very easily. All you need is a pair of tennis shoes keep yourself comfortable when you're walking and you can do it anywhere um so so that's my routine and and to date I think I haven't missed a day yet this year um in fact as of today I thought I would point this out today I've walked 700 since I started tracking this in 2020 yeah. uh, I've walked 767 days uh, approaching about 2000 miles uh, in that time just of from the walk now, I usually one of the things that the Fitbit does tracks all of your steps, right? So okay. the two and a half miles is about five thousand steps, uh, and but at the end of the day, I'll probably have about ten thousand steps at the end of the day. So I'm averaging about ten thousand steps a day with with my walk, and so the the, the uh, two thousand miles that I'm approaching is just based on my uh, walks alone, right. and you know fifty minutes an hour, and it's uh, and it's it's really good time to stop and you know think for something you're you're very quiet um i often listen to newscasts on on my uh, phone uh, or listen to music on the weekends as i'm walking it just gives you time to think and relax and you know prep for the day
0: yeah Yep, I love it. And it's funny because that's exactly why I run. Um, just need a good pair of shoes, uh, you know, a good, uh, some good music to tune into, maybe a running partner, which would be like a dog, because I know you take um, the dogs sometimes with you, but um, that's exactly why. And uh, I think people underestimate the value of walking. And so a lot of times when people are Um, At any age, like thinking of starting a a fitness routine or trying to get into it, it's like they think they have to do something big, like go to the gym every day, and and that's really not it. There's um, The walking is very undervalued. So then my my second to last question for you is, um, what keeps you motivated to just keep going every day, other than the tracking part of it? But on top of that, what else would motivate you?
1: I don't want to miss a day. (laughs) <laughs> i mean it, it's
0: you it's, know, a it's, like,
1: it, it's a streak exactly so, I don't want to break the streak, so to the there's uh, i will walk in pretty much any weather rain or snow in fact, I got to tell you about another event that happened to me uh, i think it was last winter, yeah. so even in the winter times in Denver you know it, you get some snow, but generally it 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 it's get cleared out and you know the the streets and sidewalks are often um, pretty dry in any case, but so I I, I was taking a walk and, and and I was coming, I almost completed my walk. I got about two miles, and this one part of my walk is um, coming down this one street, and I wasn't paying too much attention, and I hit a patch of ice, and I slipped and fell on my back and hit my head That's hard. Good. I mean, to the extent I, I'm surprised I didn't knock myself out. Yeah. Um and so I thought, well, this could be, you know, dangerous if I'm not too careful. So I went out and bought some, um, there's some uh, spikes and things that you can put on your shoes to stay mm-hmm. so you don't slip on ice. So uh, another lesson learned in my yeah. uh, my little routine.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, um, I'm glad you're okay. I actually, I do remember that because um, the you had sent us a picture in the, in the group chat and then your brother had recommended those like
1: clip-on type shoe things and so you ended up getting some so yeah so my my, but my motivation is the fact that you know I don't um I don't want to miss a day if I if I if there's any you know unless it's some very extreme reason that I I can't walk or something I will um I'll make every effort regardless of the weather um it's only an hour very little time of your day
0: yeah And that's I think it's it's you've created a habit like it's just habit now like um, that's how habits are formed is repeated action time over, you know, over time. And then it's yeah it's just like mom knows like you're going to go for a walk you'll be gone for an hour. um, You just put it into your day because it's now a habit it's part of it's part of your day. Yeah, um, one,
1: one, other, one other thing, too, is that I, on occasion, though, if the weather is really nice, it's sunny in the morning, and it's, you know, very calm, and I don't have anything to do that day, uh, I'll stretch it out to a four-mile walk, so uh, uh, infrequently, but on occasion, I'll, I'll do four miles.
0: Yeah oh, that's awesome. Um, I think my rollerblading today, I think I did four miles, but I didn't track it so because I don't track a lot. Um, okay, last question then is uh, what advice would you give your younger self or maybe just someone that you cared about uh, to help motivate when the weather's too cold or you're too tired? Uh, what kind of advice would you give?
1: I think in, in my experience, it's find something that, that that keeps you active and that you enjoy doing. Um, If it's something you enjoy um, and it keeps you active, whatever it is, whether it's playing rock a ball, cycling, running, what have you, if it's a routine that you can get to stick to it and just, just stay active.
0: Perfect. Mic drop moment right there. (laughs) So, um, all right, Todd, well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate it and, um, can't wait to, uh, have it released out into the world. (laughs)
1: Thank you, honey, for inviting me again.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My hope is you found some inspiration, motivation, and the tools you needed to implement healthy habits into your life and never underestimate what you are capable of. It would also mean so much if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Until next time.